You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. You're listening to The Jillian Michael Show. Word. There's so many paths to finding your family story. But whether you're tracing them generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity with ancestry DNA, it's easy to get started with ancestry. Ancestry DNA can tell you your ethnic origins and give you historical details to bring your family stories to life. And it doesn't just tell you what countries you're from, it can also pinpoint the specific regions. I was pretty sure I knew where my grandparents were from, and now that I've confirmed it with an ancestry DNA test, I wanna see how many generations back I can go. It was super easy to do. I got my kit, sent in my saliva sample, and they sent me my results. Give it a try. Start exploring your family story today. Simply head to my URL at ancestry.com slash Jillian to get your ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's an ancestry DNA kit and a free trial at ancestry.com slash Jillian. One more time, guys. It's ancestry.com slash Jillian. Prepare to be infuriated, and I'm not kidding. Oh god! This we're gonna open the show with this. Yeah, Prepare to be infuriated. Yeah, it's serious. Oh god! All right. Well, I don't know. You can move it to it. No, it's pretty upsetting. All right, here it is. I think I'm I need ready. to talk about it. Okay. Okay. You know, Lou Ball. Yes. Is as sweet as they come, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always been a little worried about that. And so, little Lou Ball comes home from school a couple weeks ago, and you know the day's just going. Bye. And it gets to be nighttime and she goes, something happened and I don't want to tell you. Oof. So I go, I go, well, why don't you want to tell me, mama? And she goes, I'm worried you'll be mad. And I said, Lou, if you tell me the truth, even if I am mad, I won't do anything to you, okay? No punishments. Because I'm trying to make it so they can tell me stuff sure. and be safe, right? Or feel safe enough to tell me so I can keep them out of danger. And I said, well, I, you know, why is it important you tell me the truth? And she's like, so you can protect me. I'm like, right, do I need to protect you? And she just looks at me and I go, it's okay, what happened? And she goes, someone touched me on my privates. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I pause for a second before I unravel and I go, okay, sweetie. I'm like, who touched you? And she's like, a boy in my class. So I go, okay. I go, that's okay. I go, I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad. And I go, listen. I'm like, I think, you know, what I what I would like to know from you is how you feel about it. And I said, you know, in some cases, because I wasn't sure if it was like kids playing doctor. You know, she's six and a half. Yeah. And I've been there. You know, I was there at six or seven, same age. And I said, 
you know, is it the kind of thing where like you touched him, he touched you, and I'm like, that's okay, you know, that happens. Mommy did that, I did that, that happens. She goes, no. And I said, okay, sweetie, tell me, tell me what happened. Oh my God, your guts must have just been. Wait for it. So it's that's not even the part that's disturbing, right? So she tells me, which is shocking. So she tells me, like, we're playing this game in, you know, at the recess, and the kid, like, reaches over and touches her. Over her clothes, obviously, you know. And, and I go, okay. I'm like, so tell me what happened then. Did you tell anyone? She's like, I told the coach or whatever, some guy, and she goes, and he talked to him. I said, okay and I said did anything else happen and she said no and I am now furious because I'm like how did no one call me from the school yeah no kidding to say hey you know this has occurred we're dealing with it we're talking to the little boy's parents whatever I go okay so I said um I'd like to go in tomorrow and talk to the principal are you okay with that and she said yeah and I said sweetie I want you to tell this kid never to touch you again. And she's like, I'm scared. And I said, don't be scared. And I, she's like, I need you there with me. And I said, fine. So Phoenix is there, right? And Phoenix is listening. Phoenix is like, I want to go. And you know what? He's four and a half. I'm like, okay. Because I, ne- you know, my worst fear is he becomes that boy, which, you know, can happen. So I'm thinking to myself, like, all right. Let him see, you know, so I have that whole talk with my son. I'm like, this is not how real men behave. You know, I'm like, good men, women want good men to to hold them and love them. And, you know, this is is not how Uncle G behaves or Cody behaves Mm -hmm. or, you know, I go through the list. And so we go to school. Heidi is like, I take her to school. I walk in the principal's office with both of my kids. And I am steam is coming and all these women gather around and they were amazing right they're like Lou you can always talk to us you know what happened we got you we got your back so on and so forth the principal comes in and she's like a temporary principal because our principal had some sort of a surgery or something and she seems like a nice enough lady so it begins and oh my god Janice it was like rape culture 101 she gets the notepad she gets a pen and starts asking her all these questions which okay right fine can't accuse somebody of something that i know my kid though and like lose in tears not hysterical crying just tears are Mm -hmm. streaming down her face like i know my kid she hates confrontation this is a lube ball nightmare this isn't like oh i wanted attention like I'm sure on some level she feels ashamed. I'm sure she already feels like it's her fault. Maybe maybe there's a part of her that felt excited by it and she doesn't know what to do with those emotions. Sure. You know, she's ashamed about that. You know, it's like, I know my kid, She this is not fake, right? She showed me what he did. He, like, reached over. They were playing some game where he was trying to, like, keep her out of somewhere and, like, reached over and grabbed her. And it wasn't like he accidentally brushed her. You know, I, I know my kid. I know my kid's lying to me. And... What were you doing? What were you playing? What do you think happened? Did you say no? Did you tell anybody? Did you this? Did you that? Right? What did you say? Did you say this? Did you do that? Did you this, that, that? Right? And it's like you can see how a woman would feel like it's her fault. Well, did you say no? Well, did you tell him not to? Well, did you this? Well, did you that? Well, what happened? And even though I I know this woman has to ask these questions, you can see where a woman would be like, well, I didn't. I didn't say no in the because mo- she's so shocked, right? 
and or she didn't know or she told someone but didn't know what to you know she's six years old she's like I'm gonna talk to the little boy so she goes to talk to the little boy who apparently says it was an accident she comes back the principal comes back in she goes okay so I talked to him and he said it was an accident and um, you guys were playing this game, which is what exactly what Lou said. And he said he accidentally brushed you and said he was sorry. And Lou said that he said he was sorry. And Lou goes, he did it. And I looked at him and he said he was sorry. And it's like, well, obviously he knows he's not supposed to do it, which is why he's saying he's sorry. And she says to Lou, do you think it was probably an accident? Ouch. And you know it was not an accident, right? And Lou just, Lou goes, uh, looks at me and I go, baby. Tell the truth. And she goes, it, it, it could be. She goes, so it was an accident then? And I looked at Lou and I go, Lou, was it an accident? And she goes, no, mama. And I wanted to kill that woman. And I looked at her again and I go, I know my kid. It's not an accident. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to get him and bring him in here. And Lou's like panicking, right? And because the woman's like you need to leave me she goes because the little boy's parents aren't here and this is so ironic because I've been talking and talking and talking to Lou because she hates fighting she hates confrontation like her little spirit is as pure as the driven snow whereas my other one is like a total brawling little whirlwind devil child and I'm like sweetie and she's like, why do I have to fight? Why do I have to say that? Why do I have to do this? And I was like, because sometimes words aren't enough. There are times when we don't have a choice, when we have to defend ourselves or protect ourselves or protect our boundaries. So she's like, mama needs to leave because the little boys are wait outside because the little boy's mom isn't there, right? Yeah. So I'm surprised she was bringing the boy in without, her, without his parents. There. Me too. So she, I look at Lou and I go, this is exactly the moment that you and I have been talking about, right? Where I can't be here. I said, I will always have your back. I will always support you. I will always love you. And I was like, I'm right outside this door, but this is the thing. One of those things that you have to do on your own. And she's like, no, mama, no. I was like, you can do it. Well, the little boy walks in. Kid's got to be a sociopath. I mean, here's me, my son, who's as big as this kid, by the way, at four. My son's as big as this six and a half, seven-year-old. The principal walks in, and I mean, the kid's not even red in the face. Nothing. I would have been intimidated. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Flops his little ass down in the chair, sits there, and like gives Lou this look, smug little look of like, whatever. You know what I mean? Phoenix, and she goes, this is Lou's mom. And I said, I won't say the kid's name, but I was like, hello. And it was like, I can't beat the crap out of a six-year-old. You know what I'm saying? And and um and you know what it one day my son could do something like that it could happen and then as a parent i will you know deal with it deal with it intensely enough that it doesn't happen again but you know and my son gets up walks over to him squares off shoulder to shoulder cuz she goes this is Lou's brother phoenix and looks him down like literally stares this kid down and cuz phoenix has no he's just like you know he has no issue with that and she's like, you guys need to wait outside. And we waited outside and Lou, you know, I didn't get the full story because she's not totally comfortable with it. And she doesn't like to talk about it because she says it makes her cry. But the principal said, you'd be proud of her. She said, you know, I'm, it made me mad. It made me sad. You know, don't touch me unless you touch my arm. You're only allowed to touch my arm. But the, the reason I'm telling this story is because 
I saw, you know, you just don't know. You don't know prejudice. You don't know rape culture. You don't know sexism. You don't know any of that stuff until you see it with your own eyes or you experience it. And I know what the world is like. And people talk and talk and talk about rape culture, rape culture, rape culture. And this kid, Brock Turner, that scumbag Mm -hmm. prick that did three years in jail or three months in jail. Yeah. But the part that got me was the... Did you say no? What were you playing? What were you doing? Don't you think it was probably an accident? Tell me that something. That got me. Was, that got me. Was she going by a criteria? Did she I have a know. list in I, front of her? Did it, did no. it just seem to be coming off the top of her no, head? No, it was a, a blank piece of paper and a pen. But I was like, maybe this is protocol. I don't know. Even if she did have a list, it needs to be updated. Well, it's also they're trying to like sweep it under the rug. So well, yeah. Don't, don't to- you think it was an accident? Nothing's so don't not. you think it was probably an accident? Well, look at the way that sentence is structured. Yeah. And I no. knew I had Lou show me what happened. It was a reach, grab, pause. My daughter is not a liar. My son <laughs> has his moments. <laughs> He's four. But it, like, Lou does not lie. She does not swear. She does not lie. She's that kind of kid. You know what I mean? Like people come up to me on the regular and they go, your daughter is the sweetest, kindest little girl. Like Phoenix is a little bit different. He's... He's like me, right? You know, he's he's Mr. Funny, Mr. Charisma, Mr. Crazy, Mr. Outgoing, Mr. Entertaining. But he's a little boy. He's Dennis the Menace. Lou, no way. So no. did you did you leave the school that day feeling I, feeling resolved at I all? I said or? if anything like this happens again, I'm taking this all the way up the ladder. I'll have you know. And they're like, oh, of course, no, you know, this would never happen again. And I said, look. And but the other women were amazing, and Lou's teacher wasn't there that day, who she loves, and they had a sub, and the sub was like, "Is that why you were holding my leg, Lou, all oh, day boy. long?" But dude, six years old. She's six years old, and again, I was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm glad this happened now. She's going to learn to say no. She's going to learn this kind of confrontation." But it was the worst, and she was really disturbed. And we can't be like, well, it's locker room talk. That's what boys do. It was just an accident. I guess I, you know. And I called my, I called Giancarlo and Giancarlo's like, I'm going to throw that kid across the room. I'm like, you can't. He's a six-year-old. You know, it's not like he's a teenager. You can't do that. Do you know if his parents were ever contacted? Nope. They weren't. I don't. Oh, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it, but maybe because the kid's probably going to go home and be like, I got called into the principal's office. You know, who knows? But I I can't believe they didn't call me. I I can't believe the coach did nothing and swept it under the rug. I I can't believe like, and I I said to my son, I'm like, Phoenix, if you ever do anything like this, the consequences will be severe. You understand that, correct? I'm like, this is not okay behavior. And you know something? I can see him doing it out of curiosity. He's four. You know what I mean? Maybe. I could see maybe. Like, Giancarlo was like, I did something like that once when I was, like, four. This kid's almost set. I think he's seven. And he's like, my dad beat the shit out of me. Mind you, it was, you know, the 70s. But, or the eight, early 80s. But it's like, I, w- I don't even know what I would do. I would have the most serious talk. I don't. How do you even have a talk with a four-year-old? I mean, but if he did it at, like, seven, eight, I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, I've talked to... I, I don't know either, but I mean, I, I you do... you got to deal with it, though. You must deal with it. But how do you... You know, this is where I I would have to have a shrink involved because I know. how do you decipher between mm-hmm. curiosity? You know, I mean, 
you know, there is a curiosity when you're little. Sure. You know, about, I get about it. things. So where do you it. draw the line? I mean, this. You, it's a teaching moment. And thank God that's all that happened. But I don't feel like that kid was taught anything. Instead, that's it was, a, it's a mis- it, don't you think it was an accident? My God, I wish you know what I should have done is got an expert to comment on how to handle this. Because it does kind of leave everybody like, Whoa. but what I found so shocking was that. Maybe we will. Maybe next week we will. Maybe next week we'll have somebody. All right, news. All right. Yeah. Okay, babes, listen up. You can stop worrying that coloring your hair might damage it because Madison Reed's at-home hair color is made with ingredients you can feel good about. That means no more ammonia, no more parabens, phthalates, and no PPD, SLS, or gluten. Madison Reed hair color is infused with argon oil, keratin, and ginseng root extract so you get shiny, healthy-looking hair right at home. And Madison Reed makes it easy to find your perfect shade with their online color quiz. And what's really cool is you can actually try on the different shades with their hair color tool to see how you'll look and find your favorite. Get ammonia-free, multi-tonal hair color delivered to your door for less than $25 at madison-reed.com. And use my promo code Jillian and you'll get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Again, my promo code is Jillian. Visit madison-reed.com now to find your perfect shade. That's madison-reed.com. Manis, I read a study in Popular Science, and it has to do with, or the study wasn't in Popular Science, but it was written about on Popular Science, popscience.com, and it's about how alcohol makes you eat more. Well, yeah. Yeah, but they found like a thing that it turns on in your brain. Oh, I thought it was just you're just a sloppy ass drunk and crappy food just seemed to go hand in hand. No, well, you'd think, right? Especially gravy. Fucking love gravy. Spoonfuls of gravy. I hate gravy. Yeah, oh, mix big... it with a little bit of cheese. You can put it on fries or not, but it's really good. You just eat gravy and cheese? That's Sometimes. disgusting. It's so good. But I regret drunk, it the next day. But drunk food is usually like that. You oh, know, you yeah. usually make yourself or buy yourself something just horrific. Ugh. You don't have any conscience consciousness about it. But I didn't know that there was actually something oh my God. chemical. That That's that so kind of, I did not know that. I thought that was yeah, just Yeah, listen to this. Okay. Um, what's up with that inevitable late night chicken nugget run? According to a study published Tuesday in Nature Communications, which is, I've never heard of that journal, but it's possible that alcohol actually activates the brain cells that cue your body to chow down. So they did a study on mice, not humans. Um, So it says now, you know, the connection is speculative, but researchers are eager to confirm that the same mechanism exists in humans. So in mice, it turned on, hang on a second. Poor mouse. I know. Drunk mice. I know. I know it. Um, It says that basically uh, they injected their stomachs with the equivalent of a couple bottles of wine each day. I know, in humans, I guess. And it said they ate more than the sober control group did, especially on day two. When the hangover was starting to hit them, and it says the scientists didn't ask, ha ha, whatever. Okay, anyway, once they established that mice like humans overindulge while overindulging, the researchers investigated something called AGRP, or agouti-related protein neurons. 
So basically, they're an integral part of the mouse's brains, the mouse brain's feeding circuit. So alcohol activates these AGRP neurons, and when they're activated, they eat more. When they're deactivated, it says they stop eating. And the alcohol inspired ele- electrical activity in those neurons. But that's really interesting that even the next day, because you do, yeah. I remember when I used to drink, that the next day I would always go for a certain kind of comfort food because you feel so crappy. Yeah. You, you eat not as foolishly, but you definitely, you know. Yeah, boozy do. I can't eat the next day until like, 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. <laughs> Gina, this is going to be... Do you have a change of pants today? Find you, Jillian's rug. You can't call me... <laughs> you can't call me boozy do. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not boozy do anymore. I used to be boozy do. Boozy do. Boozy do. But still, it's still... <laughs> It was such a wrong time of my life. The thing is, though, yeah, it's booze. still, I still don't. I'm a boozer. <laughs> I still don't understand, though, how they, to me, it's still just, alcohol takes away your 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 logic. So to me, it's just sloppy. It's still sloppy eating. But I used to think it was still, slo- I was sloppy eating, right? You'd think like, okay, well, you've been out drinking and now it's time for another meal and then you're wasted and your judgment is impaired. But this shows that, like, you're actually physically being cued to eat more, more. which I thought was fascinating. And plus the way that your body processes alcohol, because alcohol needs to be processed first by the liver before anything else can get processed. So any other calories you consume are going to automatically get stored. Now, I will say I've noticed over there, Sally Sassy Pants. Is that my name? Yes. Boozy Doo 2? Boozy Doo 2 has dropped some weight because of the alcohol. I made Boozy Do go sober for January. Nick, do. I can see it. Well, I appreciate that. However, I don't know if it's just the alcohol or the fact that I've eaten nothing but soup because I haven't been oh, able yeah. to eat anything else and I have been shitting my brains out. Because you had the bad tooth. Yeah. No, well, the truth isn't why it, it was shitting its brains out. <laughs> no, I think it... I don't know why it was shitting its brains out. I, I tried to integrate other food besides soup back into my diet after the oral surgery. And then you went poopy do. Yeah. Did you take antibiotics? <laughs> I was that's on antibiotics. going around. Like Phoenix last night in the car. Oh my God, I was dying. We were leaving a restaurant and he's like, got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and I in the back of the car, right? And, I, and I'm like, okay, buddy, we're almost home. He's like, no, I'm serious though. He's like, now, now, now! So we pulled over. Why does every time you the side of the road you mimic Phoenix? He sounds. That's like, what he sounds like. He sounds like he's Rami. Like, that's what he sounds like. I'm not joking. Rami so got diarrhea. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have Heidi do it for you. So I pulled over, and he's like, <sighs> I think he said something like, "Where do we hide?" Because it was on PCH, and Heidi's like, "You're just." <laughs> he peed. Heidi last time on PCH on her That shoe. was on Canaan. That was, was on Canaan. Yeah, and he wouldn't go. And then he's like, ah, wait. So I was like, well, then you must not have to go. Because he started screaming, and boy, did he have to go. He, it exploded out of there. Well, where did you stop? On Malibu we, He just said he wanted to wait. And then we were fine. So I thought he must have been pulling a fast uh, one. Honey, can you do an impersonation of Phoenix the other night when he had to go poop? In the car. When he had when he had diarrhea? Yeah. 
Yeah. Why? You do a good impression. You do it. Because Janice doesn't believe that he sounds the way I'm saying he sounds. So could you do it? Why? Well, tell, you do it, and I'll tell. I'll, I'll either confirm or deny. Mommy! Got diarrhea! No, it doesn't really sound like yes, that. Yes, it does sound just like that. No. He was like, I have to go potty. I have to go poop. I'm going to have diarrhea. I'm going to diarrhea in my pants. Well, he doesn't ever say diarrhea. He did say diarrhea. No, honey, he can't say ours. He said diarrhea. So there you're wrong. Do you deny that? Do you deny that the child cannot say ours? No, he doesn't say ours. No, he doesn't. And he doesn't say L's. He says woo. Woo. And diarrhea. <laughs> I'm not joking. Do you have the child? What time is it? Go to the child's school, pick up the child, call me, <laughs> and I'm going to have him tell you the story, Janice. Okay, yeah, go get the child. All right. Call me, though, because <laughs> yes. he doesn't say I yes, have to go, yes, I please have diarrhea. because we need he to said, know. He said, Mommy, I have diarrhea. That's what he said. You know it's true. All right, I'll call you. I'll try to remember. Okay, bye. What were we talking about? Jillian, uh, Brenda is calling from Austin, Texas. Brenda, this is Jillian. Hey, Brenda, what's Hi. going on? Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you, bud. Back at you. You're just such a force for good in the world. You're an inspiration. Oh. <laughs> I have you fooled, Brenda. I've got you <laughs> fooled. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, so let me tell you where I'm at. So I have a new job as of six months. <gasps> Career coach. Great. Very cool. But I have a work schedule where I'm working a lot later in the day. So my boyfriend shifted his schedule as well. Oh, not career so coach. He, he grew up in a family where having dinner together every night was like super important. It's like a value for him. And in my family, we didn't do that. My mom just kind of like left food out. And when you were ready, you ate it. Okay. And so he wants me to wait until I'm done with my work day and he comes home to have dinner with him together as a family. But by then, I am so freaking hungry. Uh, so what ends up happening is like I'll overeat. have two snacks instead of one or I overeat. And I feel like I'm eating like 300, 400 extra calories a day that I just don't need. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Well, you know what I think? I think there's a simple solution to this. As crazy as it sounds, I would just... Have you told him like, babe, it's screwing up like my whole eating schedule like I, I just it might be simple for you but it's not for me so I hear you and you want to connect you know over dinner so you need to hear me though and know that it's like it's messing up my eating schedule and I feel like I'm overeating and so what I would love to do is how about I eat when I need to eat and then I'll sit with you while you eat and we can just catch up about your day yeah. Janice doesn't um, like that answer. What's wrong, Manis? No, because yeah. I know Brenda's tried that. I, I know in Brenda's note, she's oh, tried that. Oh, you tried that. He was so, yeah. You he, didn't I prep me, him, Manis. You know, one, day, one day he came home and he was like, you know, what, 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 what's up with dinner? And I was like, oh, I made stuff in the crock pot. I just, I just had mine, but I'll sit with you while you eat yours when I'm done with work. Okay. And Jillian, the look on his face, like he was crushed. He was so sad. Okay, but honey, so this is something else for him. There's something else going on. I think it's Have you talked have you had a talk with him about this? Well, he he basically 
basically said that, you know, like my parents grew up doing this every night and it was like really special and it's something that I want to do too. And so my impulse is like, mm, well, can I like train my body to be hungrier later or... Honey, here's the thing. What I would have told you was, okay, we'll have a snack and then eat within then. But if you're like, I feel like I end up having two snacks and then I overeat and that's just not working for you. And the thing is that relationships, it's not about settling, but in certain instances, it it, it is about compromise. And I I feel like I would say, listen, babe, I, I get that this is important to you. I'm not asking you to eat alone. But but you also have to understand that like physiologically this is this is what works for me. So I'm I'm sitting here with you, talking with you, we're spending time together, but my blood sugar didn't crash two hours ago. Like it's a, I get what you need and I'm I'm trying to meet you there, but you need to get what I need. And I'm wondering if there's not more to it. Like I remember I don't know, this could be totally wrong. Um, especially since you're giving me the family history. So maybe it really is that simple. But I remember one time, I, I think like everyone, you know, we'd gotten everyone's breakfast ready and Heidi sat down and the kids sat down and they started eating. And I was so pissed. And I felt like, you know, I, you know, I facilitate all of this. I deal with all of it. And you know, I get everything ready, and you guys can't even wait for me to eat, you know. And it it, it just, it was a bigger thing, I realize, than that moment. You know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I, I really do think it's like the highlight of his day. But I, what I'm not getting is that it's you're still sitting there, so that's what I don't understand. It's not like you aren't with yeah. him. That's why I'm wondering if there's something else going on and I, I might push him to just be like babe I I get that this is really important to you and I, I get that it's quality time I'm confused why I have to be shoveling food in my mouth though yeah, Exactly. why like I'm here I'm focused on you more so probably than I'd be without food in my face like I want to hear about your day I want to share my day with I'm you I'm not grumpy yeah I'm not yeah like I'm not grumpy. I, yeah like I you know I I don't understand what the actual food in front of me means to you. I want to understand. I would then I would then also say like please try to see it from my point of view because you have needs too and he's going to have to to learn that it's like hey, you know, this is this is a relationship. It's give and take, which you know, maybe he knows, maybe he doesn't. I don't know him. And then I might I might inquire if there's something it just feels like there's something else. Is there anything else? Has he said anything else? Does he act? Is he upset about anything else? Not that I know of. I mean, I know that you know my new job has definitely been an adjustment for both of us. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what about what's going on with that? Well, I'm just you know I used to have More no money t- and a lot of free time, uh-huh. and now I have what I consider to be a lot of money, but no free time at all. Right. Okay. So that's what's going on. For sure. It's not about whether or not you have food in front of you. Did you... God, this is a big spoiler alert. Um, did you see La La Land? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anybody who did not see... We actually saw it together. <laughs> okay, anybody that did not see... Who who didn't see La La Land? I haven't, but I'm okay if you tell. It's a little part of it. Okay. Um, Nicole, you can leave. <laughs> 
I actually had to go. I had no interest in seeing this movie because I am not interested in musicals and have no taste. Uh, but my six-year-old wanted to see it, and it was pissing rain in Los Angeles, so I ended up going to see La La Land because Heidi took Fiend. It was like go to a two-year-old's birthday who was turning three or go to see La La Land. I went to La La Land so with a six-year-old. So anyway, there's a moment where... He gets the guy character gets a job and he's traveling all the time for work. And she, the girl character, is feeling left behind, left out. Um, she's still not professionally successful and she's never seeing him. And um, and they have this huge fight, right? You know the fight I'm talking about. And he's like, I feel like you just like me better when I was on my ass. And the thing of it is, I wonder if there isn't something to be said about when maybe you didn't have a lot of money and you had more time for him because he might have felt more needed because it was like, okay, well, you know, you don't have a lot of money, but like I can, you know, maybe he was feeling a little bit more needed there and you had more time for him. Does that at all possibly ring a bell or trigger anything yeah i mean i was definitely you know the fact that i didn't have that much money to contribute to the relationship i like contributed a lot of sweat equity you know i I cooked and i did more things to make him make him feel special and i would still love to do those things i just don't have time right that's what this is about it is not about whether you have food on your plate and it's just what you're going to have to... And this is... And by the way, for all women listening, you can be like, he needs to grow up, man up, dude. Like, you can say that all you want, but the reality is how he's going to feel. And I'm saying this to you only because I've been there with Heidi. And it was after we had kids. And I was like, I get it. You know, and she's like, well, I'm just tired and I'm just dealing with the kids and I'm just... And the, the problem is that it gets to a point where... You know, I, I got to a place where I was like, well, there's, n- you know, nothing left for me. Like, you don't scratch my head on the couch anymore. You, you know, you used to go with me on these business trips. You you used to care about, you know, what I had to say. Now you just fall asleep on the couch at 830. And she was like, we have two young kids. You know, what do you want from me? And the thing is, no one's wrong. It just has to be worked out and talked about. And it's, it's just, it has to be. So maybe it's like, babe, I don't think it's about this per se. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's about the fact that like I, I haven't had enough time and you feel like I haven't been you know, able to do those things I used to do. And, you know, it isn't because I don't love you and it isn't because I don't think you're special. I just have to work. And, you know, and then maybe looking for ways to do that. So it's like, this is what I am going to do. I am going to sit here. And talk with you while you eat. You know, it, it's like I am going to pick a weekend a month. And maybe we can get away together. But that's what's going on. It's not about the food in front of you at dinner. Yeah. And just, you know, defining what quality time means. Yeah, that's right. Because quality time is the key. It, it can't be like, oh, I'm so tired. And then oh, I'm so tired, too. And that's just... It, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, men, I find it's it's very interesting. And again, I, I speak in generalizations, but I think that I understand men more than many women because I have played that traditional role in my household. And I think women are men are not great at expressing what they need. And sometimes what they need is like 
head rubs. I, I know it's like you think I'm going to say hand jobs, but I, I'm telling you, I don't I don't think, you know, I really don't find that that's it. It's like they want to be nurtured a little bit. Like, mm. like mom, I mean, it just like have their, like my son, and I, I'm like, this is what he's going to, you know, this is where it all begins. Like he, his favorite thing in the world is to wake up in the morning and get in bed with Heidi and I. And he was doing it at 4 and 4.30 and 5. I was like, sweet mother of God. So I was like, look, dude, we're going to set your owl. He has this little stuffed animal that tells him when he can get up. And I'm like, we're going to set your owl. And so Lou does it when he goes to bed, right? So he goes to bed an hour before her. She gets into bed, falls asleep in our room. I take her to her bed. Then he gets up a half an hour before her, comes in our room and snuggles. He comes in and he's like, rub, rub my head, <laughs> scratch my arm, rub my back. And that's what he wants. He just wants yeah. both of us. He bosses both of us around. You scratch my head. You rub my arm. You tickle my back. You do the... And I, I think, though, that these, these boys grow up into men, and that's all still there. But they don't know how to say, rub my head, scratch my back. You know, and they don't know how to be like, I need... I just think it's hard. And I, I know that I've been there with Heidi... And it's, it's whether it's the kids that have taken her away from me or, it, you know, a job you're doing. And I think that's what's going on. And he, he just doesn't know how to tell you. I don't even know that he fully knows. So yeah. you just. And the thing is, it's yeah. interesting. He doesn't, he doesn't say he doesn't want me necessarily to make dinner. It's not the making of the food. No. It's just sitting together and eating it. Right. But you are sitting with him. So I, I think it's. It's it's the cumulative effect of use. Like I can't. I used to have all this free time and you know not enough money, and now it's like you don't have that for him, and it's the cumul- cumulative effect, in my opinion. So I would I would open up the dialogue, and I would find ways of of like how can we you know really set aside and make time. Like parents have to make date nights. They have to. That's one of the things we had to do. We had to make date nights. You know, and you're you're gonna have to do the same thing with him. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to try that. All right, honey. Don't worry. It'll work out. Just get the get the, get it all out there in the open. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely the right guy, which is the most important thing. Well, and it sounds like he's just missing you, which is a great yeah. thing, you know? And get used to this, yeah. Brenda. Rub my back. Rub my back. <laughs> Scratch my head. Scratch my arm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Bye, Brenda. Bye, buddy. Bye. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm telling you. They don't change. They don't. Oh, boy. Now, I know how you uh love to do uh, the fitness trends, and I found some fitness trends. Do it. These are the next, the 15 next big fitness trends. This is from Shape Magazine. Play that funky music, white girl. Right. Now, I know you have your own. Play that funky music, Because you have the fitness play challenges. Down and boogie and play those funky Janice challenges till you die. Pound. With yeah, drumsticks. Yeah, with the drumsticks, yeah. You, no. what, okay. Yeah, I've been around forever. Oh, okay. Animal flow. Yep, been around forever. I like that guy, though. It's got good videos on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Mike Fitch. Yep. Yep. Like Mike Fitch. Yeah. Okay. Yep. These so, are trends, though. They've been around for like five years. Well, it's a 2017 article. So I thought Animal was... Flow. That guy's been around. Okay. Go okay. on. Okay. So pound. Well, you got to say what they are. You, you, you use Pound. Sticks. Okay. So pound is a drumming class that started at Crunch 
five years ago. Oh, okay. However, it is a lot on your thighs and less on your arms. Okay. Just saying, you squat a lot. Okay. Thank right, you. Okay, boobs. animal flow. Okay, how about this? Team-based workouts. Teen? Team. Team-based team workouts. Team-ma. Team-ma. Oh, like SoulCycle. And like how you try to beat everyone. But, right? uh, teammates and new workouts. I Camaraderie, excitement, and accomplishment. That I didn't mean to send you. All right, a team-based workout. Give me an example. Um, uh, workouts based in tag, capture the flag, and flip cup. Flip? Isn't that a drinking game? That's yeah. what I thought. I oh, boozy do. Boozy do. <laughs> <laughs> I better get right there. Pole workouts. That's Again, been around. That's been around. And those are also really hard and you bruise yourself. Mm. But you have to wear very little clothes, so I'm a big proponent of it. Okay. Oof. Okay. Mm. That's the last thing I want to hear is my skin squealing on a pole. <laughs> wow. Take that. Take that however you want to take it. Groove. This is called groove. I think it's a dance thing, groove, right? Uh, yeah. It's oh wait, Benjamin that's Ben Allen. Allen. Yes, that's Ben Allen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ben Allen oh, is groove a, three actually. Yeah, Ben actually, we have Ben Allen stuff on Fit Fusion. Okay, he's a really good dancer. He's got a great class in LA that people love. Okay. Yeah. And he does sometimes do classes here at Booty Works in the Valley. Cause your booty work. Mm. It's called booty hey, works. Of course, booty it's called work. booty works. What? Come on now, work. Hey. Ropes Come gone on wild. Now, booty work. Oh dear God. Ropes <laughs> gone wild. Like it, like it. Rope's gone wild, and it's battle rope classes. Good, good. Yeah, talk to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the uh, Rope's Gone Wild relies on the art of undulation or creating a wave-like pattern with the rope, with with your body. Well, but that's ropes. They're battle ropes, yeah, but I guess it's in a class. Okay. So they made a class out of it? These ones actually look thinner than the big, thick uh, uh There's different ones. sizes. Oh. It doesn't right. matter the size, just how you work it. Okay. It actually does with battle ropes, but go on. Uh, bar cardio fusion classes. Uh, been around, been around. Yeah, do you, is, do you study any of this oh, stuff before you it's bring it from in? Two thousand six. Yeah, no, this is this is. From... Let's talk about what is new. Okay, wait a minute. Let me go through uh, these ones. Wave shape. What about that? Wave what's, shape. What's that about, Noose? Well, it's forty-five minute equipment-free workout that draws on the multidimensional, yeah, movement patterns of surfing and other board sports oh. to build explosive strength. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, where is that class available? It's uh, you can it's online one. or on a DVD apparently. Okay. Well, I haven't heard of that one, Noose. Okay. Katami. Is that Paul Katami? Paul Katami. Yeah, Paul's great. Four he, by four. He's certified. Uh, he did my kettlebell certification. He's really a great guy. You know that Paul, um, he's a trainer out here in LA, but Paul actually and his husband, they were one of the Proposition 8 defendants. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Really nice guy, Paul Katana. But it looks good. It looks like a good uh, workout. Well, Paul's okay. awesome. Uh, rowing, we've we talked about rowing. Uh, Bokwa. Rowing is a new trend? No, no, no. That's what it says here and there. Manus, you're killing me this today. Is from, I believe this article's killing from 1932. Me, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bokwa. Never heard of that one. Okay. What's that one, Noose Noose? Well, look at the gals. They're all... Uh, dodgeball. It's dodgeball? It's, it's kind of, it uh, looks like she's playing dodgeball. What is she doing, Noosey? Uh, it's a South, South African dance to bring steps... To the fans in Europe, where it's already a rage. Once again, that's Europe. Okay. Thank All right. Okay. Just well, let me get. Hang. Hold, hold the phone. Body blade. Do you believe in these body blades? Are we going to lose every listener we've ever had? Are you determined to do that? Oogie fit. Never heard of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the end of it. Okay. Well, you know. You want to hear mine now? Yes, please. All Since right. mine are from, I believe, what the, the I turn am of the century. A lot of. 
are people. If you say Oogie Fit and, and no. Zumba Step, I'm going to come over there and snap your neck with my thighs. Oogie Fit. I am seeing a lot of people doing all kinds of interesting stuff with yoga, like goat yoga. Have you seen that one? Okay. I have. Or beer yoga. Oh, beer yoga, but I can't do that. I'm in. The, you know how Please go- bring beer yoga to America. You know how the goat, for, first of all, do you know how the goat yoga started? I believe it was, oh no, it was in the States. There I thought it was. Portland, so, I thought. Portland, yes, yeah. Portland, exactly. Yeah, yes. and the goats just meandered over, and then everyone liked it so much they made goat yoga. And the goats sit on your back. It's very cute. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Yeah. The goats yeah. come up there. The little pygmy up. goats. That's and what, Yeah, it's and they, I know, fine. they say it's, it, it, but it also hits into a place in us that's, uh, I don't know if it's a nurturing place because they're so damn cute that it brings out, oh, I wish I had the article. Goat Yoga Facebook, home of goat yoga in Arizona. Goat yoga is a thing, and hundreds are lining up for it. That's yes, on CNN. That's, that's the one. I think that's the piece about the gal and Yeah, Oregon. and here it is. Oh, cute. Isn't it? Yeah, good. Good. Good yoga. Yeah, look yoga. how cute that is. I think it's cute. Her, but obviously her it has to be yoga done classes have become so popular, there's a 1,200-person waiting list that's growing by the day. So and don't, Heidi is on it. Don't talk to me about your boogie and your oogie and your baku. This is what's hot right now, Manus. Goats. I know, but it has to be done. You have to be in a place outdoors because think of it in class. Clickety-clack with their little hooves. <laughs> Clickety-clack. What's the benefit to goat yoga? Goats though? are perfect for the yoga practice okay. because it's combining nature and animals. It's combining yoga as well. And they all go together, it says. Goat together. It's super zen, Jake. They okay. all goat together. Goat. Well, there is. There's something. Let's face it. How can, you, how can your heart not melt when you see a little goat? Little goat. My sister had a goat named Gilligan. It was a rescue goat. Did it eat everything? I, I haven't let Heidi get a goat because... It, it got kind of aggressive, I'll tell you that. The goat got very protective of my sister, so when anyone came near my sister... It would it, bang them. It would bang them. Yeah. You get a goat in the ribs and it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. That's what I keep telling her. I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea. Pygmies are cute. They're really little... They're, they'll... They eat things like the bumper of your car. Yeah, they'll eat, they'll eat your house. Yeah. They'll... I gotta pee. Okay. What about the beer yoga? Oh yeah, that's there's that too. <laughs> Don't forget to email us your questions. We want to talk to you at jillianpodcast at gmail.com.